Hi everybody, this is Jeremy from In Bed by Night. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred, your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all, not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks who might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Oh, hey, 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 Jeremy. How's it going? Hey, doing well. How about yourself? I uh, hear you've had quite the day and quite the weekend. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it is one of those days, one of those weekends. So, it's <laughs> what it is. Um, what happens weekend? I don't remember now, Jeremy. I can't remember. It's becoming a long weekend for you. <laughs> it has been. What has happened this weekend? I can't remember. Anyways, it was chaos. That's what it is. It was just drying chaos. Oh, the Easter. That's what happened. That's what the holiday was. It was Easter. Um, it was Easter. Went to go pick up my mother-in-law. I mean, we had to go help her, you know, move stuff around and stuff like that nature. But that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, today's been a mess. That's all I can tell you. It's been, you know, being the father and a teacher and everything in between. And then my wife was sick. And so, um, you know, I'll probably be sick next week or next weekend, which I don't want to be. Yeah. It's always when you need it to be. It's like right in the weekend, I'll get sick. But everyone else is kind of coming down with something in my house. So we'll see what happens. I'm just assuming that the grounds is thawing out and somebody got some stuff. So we'll go with that. We'll hope for that. But you know what? That's why it's called in bed by nine. The kids are in bed. It's nine o'clock. And that's all that matters. Absolutely. So how was your week, buddy? Oh, good. Good. Um, Just hung out with uh, family for the for the holiday. Like you said, it was Easter. So ate lots of food and enjoyed every second of it oh yeah um just did a little bit of stuff on the content creation side of course uh stuff with you know with the org we're both involved with so yeah just uh working get, on that yeah getting my feet planted more and more firm every day and enjoying it so literally and figuratively yeah exactly <laughs> yeah literally in my case so actually you brought food and i realized something yesterday during the Easter or little dinner thing, we do uh, Polish food, oh, nice. and they got some really intense horseradish sauce. Mm-hmm. And I ate that horseradish sauce. I'm the one that's not feeling bad. There's the answer right there. Just that burn everything bad. out of your system. Problem That'll solved. Be, yeah, you napalm that through your system. When you, when exactly. You know, so. Cool. So wisdom right there. Absolutely. There's a little wisdom to pass on to y'all. Absolutely. But tonight. We've got a guest on here tonight and somebody that's been like, we've been talking back and forth. I've known this man for a while now and uh, excited to pull him in. Right, Jeremy? Absolutely. So who do we have? We have, why don't you say? You why don't you say? To, you get to do all the talking. I, get all, I always get all the talking. Well, we have Mimo here today. Yeah. Um, and he's in here talking to us. Fellow content creator, streamer, and YouTuber, everything in between. So. Mimo, why don't you say hi? How's it going? Yeah. Welcome. Uh, all right, Mimo. So, guess 
we always have to start off this way. Tell us about yourself. Give us your elevator speech. Who are you? What do you do? What's going on? Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I have one of those ready to go, but uh, I started out with uh, streaming. It was something I always wanted to do as a kid growing up watching uh, like tapes way back in the machinima days on Modern Warfare 2 and uh, like the watching the crew and all. I always wanted to make content, especially around video games, since it's something I enjoy. Um but I, I started streaming in like 2019, I think. And then it uh, kind of picked up around COVID and all. And then it got to where it wasn't exactly fun anymore. So I've kind of taken a year off. And now I'm kind of switching gears to some YouTube content. Uh, hope that Hopefully I could get started up soon. Still kind of working on building the channel just to start with. But experimenting with some ideas and hopefully can get some stuff out soon all right so when you say youtube content are you like focusing around making like not to use but like passive content where you're going to be liking like cool little clips and videos and putting it on youtube or are you going to be like more streaming on youtube type thing um mostly videos probably kind of centralized around game development uh that's Mm -hmm. something i was always interested in as well especially with uh my coding background um so i like for actual work i do kind of code business apps and do patches for our software but uh video games are kind of the heart so i had surgery a couple weeks ago and while i was you know laying on the couch i got a game development class online and been kind of working on that so most of my videos will probably have to deal with my game whenever i start working on that i've seen some of your game i like it you got some good skill. Thank you. Yeah, you shared a little bit in a little chat group we're in, so I appreciate it. But yeah, um, I've, been, I've kind of taken a week off because I'm trying not to dive into it too much. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'll pick up a hobby and be super invested for like three weeks, and then burn myself out and never do it again. So there, I changed my lighting in here bad, but I'm pointing to behind me. There's a pile of shame <laughs> of models that need to be built and painted. Yes, yeah, so, uh, try not to burn myself out and keep it something I want to work on. That's a, yeah, that's something to think about when you talk about like content creation and everything. It's just burning out because, like, as you stated, like you wanted to be a streamer, involved around video games and doing that stuff, and then you kind of got into it and kind of like, ah, yeah, died. like I like 2020 or 2019, especially, I stream like every day for like four or five hours and then, um, got to the point that was kind of tiring so i cut back to like three days a week and then at that point it became more of a chore like oh i gotta you know, go live and then i wasn't always in the mood and i think you could tell and that's kind of my viewer base started to drop off a little bit and i was like you know what let's uh let's pivot and try something else mm-hmm. so primarily when it came to the game like why you dropped off but just because you're just I love it in the best way you say it or is it just kind of just eh? it, um, I don't know it's, it's kind of one of those like burnout things which I've come to realize that in content creation if your you know mind isn't there all the way your content suffers yes so understandable I need, I need to make sure I need to make sure I was passionate about what I was doing and trying to put out 
makes sense. Makes sense. Um, let's see here. So I do want to point out that I do know you majority of what I know of your gaming skills and abilities is from that of racing. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been in a few of your streams like you do. Uh, it's iRacing primarily, right? Or is it something else? Yeah, it was iRacing. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the, the sim rig is gone now. <laughs> oh, uh, no. yeah. I, I'm, I'm planning on getting a, another one eventually, but me and my wife have a baby on the way, and it takes yeah. up a lot of room, and I needed space and a new computer. So <laughs> that was something to behold. That whole system you had set up was amazing. And for listeners, if you haven't, I mean, if you go look at uh, his. Well, I'm gonna prop yeah, your YouTube I'll... channel now. If you go check it out, like, you can definitely see his rig and what was set up, and it was something to behold. Yeah, the uh, towards the end, I I started using VR with it, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I I needed some room, so unfortunately that's gone for now. But hopefully in the next year or so, I'll get you know something else together. But uh, I'm a big motorsport fan, so. That was kind of like a happy place, I guess. Yeah, what we do for our children, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> At one point in time, the basement I live in now was definitely a man cave and nerd fest. But now it's uh, I'm isolated behind a small bar area into my office. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got my one little corner in my room. So <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, that's all you're gonna get for a while. Um, all right, so. When, when you talk about iRacing, and that's something that I've never, I mean, I watch you play it and get into it. I know it's a very competitive and in-depth sport. Um, and, and, and not to keep digging in a sore wound because you got rid of the stuff. But <laughs> when it came to that, I know, from what you call it, it was very elaborate where you had multiple races. Is it pretty much kind of like, like a virtual F uh, formula one racing or like NASCAR, like that level of like competition that's out there right now on that. Or is yeah. Still- so it's, um, it's primarily the sim used for most, the uh, esports racing events like e NASCAR is done through iRacing. Mm-hmm. Um, for they, they did, uh, add, uh, I think it was the Mercedes formula one car. Uh, about the time I had to stop, like, um, but the pro like esports F1 drivers use F1 23, I think that's out now. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the competitive esports is done in iRacing, which it, it was kind of neat because, like, if you just want to play, you can hop in the public lobbies and it's they have uh, dirt oval. Uh, regular oval uh, dirt road which is like rally and then regular road which covers everything from like touring cars to prototype cars and they also have some mixed classes where it'll be like GT3 cars with um, prototype cars on the same track similar to some of the sports cars series in real life okay but then also what I did for the last six months, I had my stuff. I was, uh, I joined a league where you 
can have like private matches and stuff and it's it's like a group of like 20 of us that race every tuesday which was a good time (laughs) was it competitive like like okay was there money on the line can you go into one of these races and get like get cash um actually yes not necessarily the public stuff but some leagues you know had like a you know whatever dollar amount buy-in you just have to kind of browse on the forums gotcha. um there is other websites that put on events that you could you know, actually win money depending on your placement and stuff with the buy-in that kind of stuff you get all but, like you get all like uh what a need for speed and and stuff like that and like race for slips and stuff uh no so Oh, somewhat unfortunately i racing is kind of a money pit <laughs> gotcha uh so like you get a couple cars when you it's like a monthly subscription type deal oh, okay okay and you get a couple cars that are free but it's usually like the rookie class so the the way it works is the honda each... civic <laughs> no it's it's a uh, uh miata is no, not a Honda. This is a Miata. You know, just a small, uh, no big deal. And <laughs> basically, you start as a rookie, and throughout the season, you have to gain safety rating by, you know, not crashing, staying on track, etc. Okay. Um, and at the end of the season, if your safety rating is above three, you'll get promoted to the next license class. And then, um. You kind of work it, it so you can build confidence and learn the tracks, and you mm-hmm. don't get immediately in a car that doesn't know how to handle. But ironically, the Miata is much harder to drive than the GT3 cars, which is primarily what I race. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of work your way up in the license class, and then if at the end of the season, if you're below a I think it's 1.5. You get a license class demotion, and you can only race stuff at your class or below. You can't like go up. Okay, so in that, so in that, because it's a monthly subscription. Like, if I wreck my car, do I have to rebuild my car? Like, is it? I guess no, I'm no. to, like very sim to that like aspect. Like, if um, I the damage. My- adds up and all my tweaks and all that stuff or no yeah well the the damage is realistic but it'll you know it'll reset itself you don't have to like okay. pay money to fix it or anything um right. you'll probably you'll lose some i rating which is kind of like their elo their system currency. and how it puts you in brackets for public matches but um I had that happen many a times, like hitting a wall and then just my race being over and you could just leave at that point or you can <laughs> wait the five minutes of racing time to wait for your car to be fixed. But at that point, it's kind of a waste of time. <laughs> You're already knocked down anyways. Uh, okay. Hey, I was kind of curious because I always like watch you and I'm always like kind of like, okay, this is like, we're talking like, this is like full on race car level like i can pay for money upgrade my thing get some little stuff in there um yeah well the the only thing you really had to pay for was the car itself which all the cars i think were 10 or 15 dollars but then you also had to buy like all the tracks which are 10 to 15 dollars a piece depending on how old they are there's 
12 races in a season. So like when you first start, you're going to have to dump a mon- bunch of money into it. But after that, like as long as you're racing the same series, you shouldn't have to spend any money. But as, as far as the customization goes, you could change everything from your dampening on your suspension to your how much aero you had. You could tune your engines. Ooh, okay. Um, but that's only if you race the like open series. If you did a fix, it would just be the whatever the default setup is for the car. I used to I played Forts uh two something. I don't remember. One of the Forts was back in the day. Um when the Xbox One came out originally at that round. And I remember playing and being able to like go in like really tune every little bit of the car and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was a it's a similar system yeah. with iRacing, except you can save your um, tuning files basically and just you know swap back and forth. If you're on a low downforce track, you could load up your low downforce tune, or if it's a really corner heavy track, you could put more down downforce on it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So. So one day you'll get back to racing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still have my, like, first sim uh, rig, I guess you could call it. It's it's just like a little fold-up thing that you can mount a wheel and pedals to. So gotcha. luckily I still have that sitting around. So hopefully I can kind of ease my way back into it soon. <laughs> Slowly. All right. So you talked about how you're starting to code games. What made you kind of decide to go go or go into that? Well, um, so I went I went to school for kind of business coding. Okay. Originally, I wanted to do computer science, but I started college in engineering, and turns out I'm terrible at math. So, uh, gotcha. I'm with I'm with you. I don't laugh at you <laughs> at a bad net. I'm with you 100. percent After my <laughs> barely passing my second time of calculus and having to go to calc three i was like you know i don't i don't think this is for me but i don't know if this is the same for all colleges but the one i went to computer science was in the engineering department so you still had to complete up to calc three so i went with more of a kind of business software development class and i love coding so um you know, when I had all this downtime a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, I don't get to do a whole lot at my job and I'm kind of losing some of that skill. So I was like, I need something to kind of bring my brain back into it so I don't forget. I was like, oh, uh, Unreal Engine looks fun. Uh, let me see if I can figure out how it works and how to code with that and kind of bring my coding skills back up. Plus, I've always wanted to make a game, so... Okay. What can you tell us about the game? Um, well, the the thing I'm working on right now is just kind of a class project type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I'm trying to do all the optional challenges uh, the teacher gives slash kind of add my own stuff. Like uh, I found a different landscape pack with different like tree assets and that kind of stuff so i 
kind of took it upon myself to figure out how to use that, use procedural generation for all the trees and kind of bushes that spawn throughout the world. All that's done procedurally instead of manually placing each tree and bush. Um, but it's going to be kind of a Souls-like-ish type thing. Um, so I'm going to try and add some bosses and that type of stuff, which is not like included in the course. Uh, but I have realized I'll have to learn how to do like basic animations and 3D modeling. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. So are you gonna make it evil like those kind of games where like you die every three seconds? Um, are you probably be that not. Guy? Let's not beat that person. Okay. Well, yes. Probably not, because uh, in order to do that, you have to do some pretty car hardcore AI stuff. And I'm pretty sure this only covers the basics, but I, I might take some extra time and try and figure out how to do that itself. Because I've, um, I've watched a, a bunch of like devlogs on YouTube of people making different games, and one of them was... Uh, Ponty Pants, and he made a game that's on Steam now called Punch a Bunch, which is really fun, actually. <laughs> uh, but he did, he was talking about his, like, doing bosses and stuff, and like, the first one's kind of hard to figure out as far as getting the AI and stuff to work properly. But he has kind of talked about once you, once you do one, it's not that hard other than animating different movesets for different ones, so um that's still a little bit down the line probably another month or two away because i'm like i said i'm trying i'm trying not to force myself to do it and gotcha. you know only when put time in when i'm like really want to get something done so it's not like yeah halfway done and gotcha. kind of meh i'm with you that's what i got when's your kid do uh next month Okay, so we won't see this added on until the next three months, right, Jeremy? Roughly, maybe four. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, pr probably because. Uh, is, like is this your first child? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, about four months from now, we'll we'll see we'll see this action happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the course I think is like fifty two hours, um, like fifty two percent done or something, and that's. You know, doing a couple hours a week worth of videos and another hour or two of actual he may putting actually, my skills to the chest. He may actually end up with more time to watch the videos by just being up all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that is true, but yeah, that's why I find a lot of the late night streamers that I learned and followed from like across the pond and around this, around the world because they're up all night and I'm up all night. I'm like, hey. What's going on? Yeah, that yeah. like I kind of weirdly most of my Twitch viewer base was from the UK for some reason, which is odd because I always stream like from six to like eleven PM Central, which would be like between like midnight and four AM yeah, for that. That's late. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say our um you mentioned that it's kind of funny because that's our podcast when you break down the statistics by region and country, it's the, the UK is almost, yeah, like 30%. We couldn't 
I can't can't really figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're cool. All right, Jeremy. It's because we're, we're cool. cool. We're not cool in America, but we are cool in, in the UK. I'm fine with that. I'll pay. Hey, uh, they brought at us least somewhere. They brought <laughs> yeah, us the Beatles. Exactly. And stuff. It's good. But I, I guess when I think about okay, when I think about racing and I think about the racing that you're doing and especially in that game, like I I feels more over it feels more European in a way. Um, yeah, road compared racing to American is, style. Yeah, road racing is definitely. I don't. I don't know if I'd call it European style, but it's definitely more Favorite. popular. Yeah, over there, because uh, there's. Um, I watch a lot of the Porsche Cup, the U.S. Uh, league. Mm-hmm. And like some of the more famous tracks are actually in the U.S., but only typically only the U.S. leagues race on them. Yeah, and I know something too when you talk about like like on the roads and stuff like that. I always just like vividly remember like driving through like what Italy, Malta, something like that. I was in like in my head, I'm like I could see those roads like very tight turns right next to like random shops and businesses like they did that in detroit on Belle isle which is pretty cool but man you see how bad that rules <laughs> then you're like this car is going to destroy itself in Belle isle um but uh yeah no it's pretty cool i guess um but yeah i can see that happen a little bit more but i'm again when it comes to the you know the kid being bored i'm gonna tell you right now you know the first oh, month yeah, you're not sleeping, but you got more time on your hands because the baby sleeps. But after that, mm. yeah, I, I, I've already kind of been pre- pre- preparing. Excuse me, preparing for that. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare, yes. So yeah, start building up like a repertoire, like your favorite YouTube channels to watch. Uh, I gotta send you a YouTube channel that puts my my two children to sleep instantaneously, and I'll send it to. you. Um, oh, yeah, that would be appreciated. This guy's probably had 3.5 million views just from me uh, because of the way it works. Um, but I guess for me, uh, the one thing that helped is, and what was it? I'm derailing the conversation multiple times, and I apologize. My brain's all over the place today. Um, as listeners know, sometimes it happens. That's goal where it takes. With my first. You know, he kept waking up in the middle of the night. We couldn't figure out why he wasn't sleeping until like one morning or early morning. I was holding him, went to go warm up his bottle by the sink. I was holding him. And as soon as I turned the faucet on and started like filling up the, the cup for the bottle to warm up and I put the bottle in, he's passed out. And I was like, what? So for a while, we were just standing next to the sink. And then I got my water bill and realized that this is why you don't stand next to your <laughs> sink with the water running for hours and hours. And then I found a guy in YouTube that had a sink being filled up for like seven hours, like on loop, and it was perfect. And uh, perfect, yeah. That's that 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 sound for some reason just knocked my kids out. And I've always passed it along. I'm like it might work, it might not. But man, sometimes all night you just need something. <laughs> so good, good luck. That's all I can say. Yeah, we're we're excited. <laughs> um. Let's see here. So you kind of follow the streaming. Um, I guess when it comes to games, since you're a developer and you look at coding and you build, you know, you build from the back end, something like that. What are some things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if, you know, looking into the future of gaming that you see is a good possibility. 
like maybe mechanic wise, um, maybe graphical, graphic, graphical, graphic wise, or like something that's gonna be like, be like okay, this is gonna be something different. I I don't know about difference necessarily, mm. but I think they're gonna be getting a lot more realistic and more into realism as far as kind of triple A titles go. Okay. Um, and I I I think all the hardware is becoming a lot more capable for that very quickly. Uh, that's kind of shown with the jump from like the 20 series to the 30 series. And then from the 30 to 40, like the each new generation of cards, it's like two to four times more powerful than the last. Uh, so I think most of it's coming to like just the sheer amount of computing power that can be done. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you've kind of seen from my screenshots I've shared with the uh, Twitter group chat on my Twitter, but uh, like what I've done so far has been looks pretty realistic and it took hardly any effort to make that as far as like it took me more time to paint out the landscape than it did to generate all the uh, foliage and shrubbery and that kind of stuff and uh, like it actually runs very well for the amount of stuff that's in there so I think I kind of assume that's where it's going Um, I think the only stuff you'll see with like more like 8-bit and kind of low poly stuff will be mostly indie things but as far as AAA I think everything's going to be headed for realism Okay, so more of a realistic atmosphere than the eight bit that's been going through. So you mentioned VR. Do you see VR being a very strong component? Um, probably eventually, but I think that's a little bit further away. Just because, uh, from my researching when trying to find a headset to get kind of started with it, the yeah. headsets are way behind as far as their abilities than the actual machines they run off of. Because uh, most of it's limited to how you how the basically the screen inside the headset because yeah. it took them a while to figure out how to make it where the I can't I can't remember exactly, but it had something to do with the since the screen is so close to your face, they have to have a way to make it where you can see it without it being blurry and that's why like the lenses on those things are like super thick um so i think right now it's more of a struggle of trying to figure out how to get everything to fit where it's not like blinding you having a brick taped to your forehead wait you don't want a brick taped to your forehead what? Uh, nah, <laughs> it's, it's more of like a weight situation. Like they have to, you know, put everything in a really small, you know, headset that doesn't weigh too much. Yeah. So you don't like hurt yourself. Well, uh, that I mean, I would imagine too. They want to make it so that they're, it's not damaging in a way. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's. The, I think they just got to figure out how to make the tech smaller. Yeah. Really. 
I mean, how many times have your parents told you back away from the television? You're gonna be blind. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, let's put these things right on our eyes. Yeah, let's, let's see how this works. Like sit here for five hours with the headset strapped to my eyeballs. <laughs> so yeah, I always wondered, like, ah, is that why it's taking forever for me to get this? I don't know. I'm kind of, I don't know. Personally, I'm kind of with you. I guess I, I'm at an age where I'm now old because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't see. I don't see it taking off at the same level and caliber as like councils. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, some of it too is the price barrier. Mm -hmm. Like a really good VR headset's going to cost you at least a thousand dollars, which. No, don't drop that right away. You know, most people don't want to drop that on a piece of hardware, especially when it's so new. Mm -hmm. Also, like most of the games haven't really caught up graphically with the actual console and computer games just because it takes so much more computing power to run a VR game because it has to be aware of where you're looking and all that kind of stuff. Plus, like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be able to render, a, you know, this huge open world, but it has, like, all of it has to be visible. You can't just, like, load, like, the one direction you're looking. You have to have all of the surrounding area 360 degrees loaded in case you, like, look to your left uh, or up or down, all that kind of stuff. So I, th I think that's still a good ways away until they can, you know, figure out how to make them cheaper and more systems can render the virtual reality. Would you think that if there was that game that came out that everyone needed to buy with VR, that one super game that everyone's like, okay, now I got to buy VR because I really want to play this. Like, is that a possibility maybe... Like, I guess, what would be the catalog for me other than, like, the hardware catching up? Because it's taking forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't think, like, personally, like, I don't think as a sales rep and our salesperson, like, I'm looking at my sales and I'm like, well, VR is not taking off. Why spend the money on it? So, personally, that's where I'm sitting at, like, looking at that perspective. But what... If we took that idea out, saying, hey, the, the software is there... Like, what would be that game that would have to come out that, let's just say, that one VR set is there, has a good game? Would that game then help spark it? Or what kind of, you know, or would it still be yeah. VR? Yeah. <laughs> I guess my idea. Honestly, don't know. Um, I think it would have to be, I don't know, some kind of like more realistic looking like RPG or something. Mm. Um, like I've seen, I forgot what it's called, but there's kind of like a Tarkov spoof, uh, for VR now. And mm -hmm. it, it looks like my, most of VR games now are kind of concepts and like low poly type stuff of, you know, current games that are popular and they, they play pretty well, but it's just one of those where like, it doesn't look as good as if you were to play you know, something on your PC or console. And I think that's, it's kind of like you're downgrading like to like 90s graphics. Yeah. If I, you want to play like a VR game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would like, like that, but I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, 
I I don't mind it because you know I grew up on those games too. Yep. So, um, <laughs> like that part didn't bother me. It was more of just like not too many people play those. And then I like the only reason I got my headset is because for I just got like the Quest Two because I wanted something that was low cost and decent. Uh, just to try it out essentially is getting yeah get the feel of it and see if i wanted to eventually spend money on an actual good one but the other reason was since i racing did support vr i didn't have to have like three monitors you know hooked yeah. up to my sim rig or i didn't have to drag the like 100 pound thing in front of my computer if i wanted to race um you just plug but, in yeah, I just like plugged in my headset and just like had a really long cable that went to my computer for it. Then I'd sit <laughs> like across the room in my chair staring at the wall like a idiot. <laughs> I guess that's what I would do. But, if I did like if I did stream with that, that's where I would put extra cameras outside of my face too. So like you can see what's going on, but you also see the idiot staring at the wall. Wait, <laughs> I I tried to do that. The the problem was like that that's the other kind of weird thing is streaming with VR. You had to have all these extra like plugins and stuff. So like in order to read my chat, like what I'd have to do is there, there's a button you could hit. It would take you like to like a desktop view. Okay. Like in the headset, you'd be sitting in like this blank room with like this massive screen in front of you and it'd have like your computer screen on it. And I'd have to like open up Chrome and do a pop out window of my chat that would put it in like this separate window. And I'd like grab and like stick it where I'd have to look up to see it and then pin it. So then when I hop back into my game, it would be like the game 360 degrees like around me. But if I looked up, there would be like the pin chat window from like Google Chrome. Floating in space over here. Like in the. And like the ceiling of my car. That's kind of funny. <laughs> so, so, like, if you watch some of those streams, you'll see me like <laughs> glance up at the ceiling really quick, and then like back on the track, and I was like trying to see chat, which <laughs> before you hit the corner, <laughs> caused like many a wreck. But <laughs> damn it, chat! What happens? Chat causes you many wrecks. But like what? Um. But, like, there's no way to, like, see, like, your actual, like, OBS or nothing while you're streaming VR games, so. Plus, like, my computer at the time had, like, a 1080 and an 8th gen Intel, and it was, like, screaming trying to run a VR game and stream at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, that's kind of, like, the other limit for VR stuff is even, like iRacing does look good, but it doesn't like system requirements for it aren't very high. But with VR, it like amplified everything like two or three times as far as like computer resources went. Oh, I would imagine, especially just run through stuff, it's double out. Got it. All right. So let's see here. Uh, gaming, stuff like that, parent life's going to afford. I guess when it comes to your new YouTube style, you see you're doing a lot of your game content. Like, what else on your new 
rollout for your content you're planning to do are you just planning on doing just like you building games on there or do you want to talk about that a little bit what you're planning to do yes so uh, mostly it'll be devlogs essentially just like updates on development progress mm-hmm. um, i think i've decided uh, i'm going to kind of experiment with different format formats while working on my project uh, just to kind of get some practice under the belt because I've never done any type of content like that before. Okay. Then I'm also kind of thinking about doing different like Unreal Engine tutorials. Like um, the I mentioned the thing for the landscape and foliage. Yeah. It took me like two days to get that to actually work properly. Um, mostly because it was made for Unreal Engine for like 4.27 or something, which is on 5.1 now with 5.2 coming out soon. But they they changed how the grass textures work, and uh, they added new things called nanite meshes, which is this whole other like rendering type deal, which. Um, the grass wasn't spawning unless you like rebuilt the thing using nanite technology versus the old like level of detail. So basically if you're really close stuff would like load fully and the further away you got, it would get less polys until it was just a, like essentially a cardboard cutout of whatever you're looking at. If it was really far away, but now with the nanite stuff, it'll, render like real time so if you're essentially what it does is it makes far objects still have shadows and full 3d um but anyways the grass wasn't working it took me like two days to figure out that because the uh people that made that plugin which is which is version two they made a version three so they don't really support two anymore um but it took me forever to figure out how to do that. That was just because I kind of stumbled upon it because I don't have any documentation for that. So I kind of planning on making tutorials for how to do different things like that or other basic things in the engine since sometimes it's kind of hard to find information on some of that just because it's so much. Yeah. And you have a targeted following. That's great. You have an idea of what you're going to do. That's wonderful to think about. Yeah, right now it's more just I've been kind of lazy and not done any recording, but I I do have a few videos planned. It's more just spending an afternoon and sit down and recording some stuff and editing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Jeremy, you're thinking hard over there. What are you thinking about? Um oh no, I'm just I'm just listening. I think I just I like the idea. Like how you said there wasn't a whole lot of like documentation for you when you were, you know, messing with different versions of the Unreal Engine and, you know, doing videos. I, I think that would help. Shoot, yeah. Cause like trying to, trying to get the grass to load. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, it, it took me like two days to figure it out. And like they did, I was like watching their getting started video and all this. And it basically just showed you like it's like, four button clicks to get it to generate the stuff but like with unreal 
five and like reading through all the YouTube comments, someone's like, everyone's like, it doesn't work on Unreal 5. Like, how do I do it? And then like nobody ever responded. So then after I finally got it to work, I spent like half a day replying to YouTube comments like, do this. (laughs) (laughs) You might as well get credit for that. Because I, I was like, so many other people are having this issue. Like, let me try and help people out because <laughs> no it's a good idea it, it came down to me just sitting there checking every checkbox until something finally happened <laughs> <laughs> you, should, everything. you should be uh, you should be billing your time to um the folks over there on Real yeah Americans. well I, I might need to because their version three is like 120 bucks but version two is free so <laughs> Ooh, there you go yeah definitely well if you're doing all their customer service and pr for them you might as well <laughs> i mean Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that, Unreal's a cool engine. Um it's super powerful and there's uh like with their asset store, there's tons of free stuff and then if you want you can also pay for assets. Okay, I'm gonna do this because I'm going to be the old man in the room here. So Unreal Engine is the graphic program, right? Yes. Okay. Is there other um, graphic style programs like that out there? Oh, oh yeah. So, oh, okay. Um, Unreal's made and maintained by Epic, so that's like the engine that runs yeah. Fortnite. Um, I mean, I remember playing Unreal Engine when I played, uh, like all all kinds of games use it. A shooting then, game. Why can't I think of the game now? Uh, um, old one. Unreal Tournament is that what it was? I, I'm I'm not sure. Oh, there's well, a there's a bunch of stuff that uses it though. Yeah. Uh, which it's it's free to download, free to use until you hit a million dollars in sale. Then yep. they ask for uh, Unreal Tournament. That's what it was, and they use Unreal Engine. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so with that name. <laughs> well, it was okay. It was original. It was one of those games like Doctor Marte. We were able to uh, get downloaded onto our school server at schools, and we all learned how to make our own little personal server within the massive server so that we could share the game. So sometimes when we had downtime, we would just log into our personal server within the server and just download the game to the computer and play off the server line, which made it so that they couldn't go around and get rid of it. Um, they probably could because they knew what they were doing. We we're just a bunch of little teenagers, like, "Hey, we found out of the hacked system," um, but really, just, <laughs> they just didn't care. So, yeah, there's um, Unreal, which is from Epic. Then yeah. there's Unity, which okay, uh, I've never heard of that one. A bunch of stuff uses it. Probably a lot of games you've played use Unity. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure that one's free for individual use it's only if you run like a studio you have to license it um then there's godot which is more of a 2d uh, engine but does have 3d capabilities there's this one is there like blender and cry engine too well yeah so blender is basically just a modeling tool so you can you know, export your models out of Blender and just load them into Unreal. Okay, that makes sense. And then um, you can also do your animations in Blender and then export your animation file to 
whatever, whatever. Unreal and apply it to whatever skeleton you want. Nice. Wow. I'm looking so, through like Unity has a lot of weird games. They do some yeah, not, you, uh, I, I I don't know if I picked the right one because <laughs> Unreal for its code base uses C++, which is a older coding language, and you can only use C++ with it. Um, Unity uses C Sharp, which is what I mainly do at my job slash what most of what I've learned in yeah. school. But um, logically, they all work the same. It's more just learning the syntax, which, which that's a easy Google search. How do I you know write this in C Sharp or C plus plus? And I'll, you can find something really easy. Um, but then I think Godot, you can basically use whatever language you want. You just have to tell it which files, like code files, to use for each thing. Cool. But Unity, I think, is more of a all-encompassing engine. Um, it's very capable of 2D and 3D, where Unreal's um, with version 5 they made it pretty much only 3D. Like you can make 2D stuff, but it's kind of fake because you basically have to lock the camera and like the X position or whatever. So you can't turn. And then, but like everything that's rendered will be a 3D shape. You just have to kind of falsify it with the camera where it doesn't move. <laughs> Makes sense. I get what you're saying, but you can tell it's like, so like, because I think about like, like Cuphead is a 2D game, and you can tell yes. it's very 2D comparison to like, I don't know if I was like a like a game like that, or like I, even though like Hearthstone is like technically a 2D game, but it's 3D. It's yeah, 3D. so like Unreal's mainly for 3D type stuff. So if you're looking into it and want to do 2D, I'd look at like Unity or Godot. Gotcha. Cool. All right, Jeremy, about art. Well, I should one more question I ask you. What was the most complex thing you've ever created besides the game you're working on now? What's like the thing that's most complex? Like, like I made this and I realized it was super complex. Um, like for myself or just in general? In general that you can explain. Um, probably my senior year of college. Um, we had to do these semester long projects that were mm. for like capstones. Yeah, yeah, they were like real clients and real businesses, and oh, they really? basically, wow. you know, pay the school to have the <sighs> school provide a project for them. So, like, my first semester, of my senior year, we this one company needed a new RMA system to process warranty returns. So, my group had to they didn't have the in-house personnel to do it all from scratch. So like we started it and made it this web-based thing. Um, and kind of sort of copied the same interface they had. So it wouldn't be unfamiliar to all the staff, but we, we got it a pretty good ways actually. Um, that's probably the most complex thing. Cause you had a, you know, tell what kind of part it was based on a part number and 
kind of autofill all this stuff, make it searchable where if they needed to pull up a certain return number, et cetera, they could do that and see what the status was, all all that kind of stuff. Kind of crazy. Yeah, so especially if you depending on how large that inventory of parts you had, had to oh it, it was that catalog that was huge man that would be it, they were the number one manufacturer for their item Jeez. so <laughs> there's a lot of that all right <laughs> it, it was a it was a pretty pretty big deal and they were they were happy with it so that was a pretty proud moment of mine. It was like five of us working on it, but um, I, I can as far as what we were able to accomplish in, you know, like what, I can four really months. appreciate that because I worked for a company that sold, uh, they did a lot of repair, like replacement uh, parts for uh, floor equipment. And I had no prior knowledge when I got into, their, into that role, just how many parts there were when I had to go back and search uh, for one because I also was in charge of their customer service and fell into the sales and marketing and uh, that was the first time I got in onto that side of it like their inventory and I just like walked back there and they, they're not big parts but my gosh there's a ton of them so I can really appreciate oh, yeah. Work done. <laughs> yeah it, it was a it was a fun project that was, some of my fondest memories are from that time yeah um, but i guess as as far as just like something for myself it would probably be the the grass <laughs> yeah figuring <laughs> out how the grass works <laughs> it's uh there's a meme of like uh what people think coding is and it's like you know the guy sitting there with all the million screens like typing away and <laughs> then it's like reality i'm sitting at bed in my bed at 3 a.m. clicking the minimize button over and over and over again because it finally works. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much what it is. You spend days trying to figure out why something isn't working, and it's usually something something dumb because the computer only does what you tell it to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the input; it's the inputter. Yeah, that's that's like the number one thing they tell you is they're like, if it's not doing what you think it's doing, it's probably because you didn't tell it what to do correctly. <laughs> that's why I would never be good at coding because I still get frustrated with OBS right now. And I'm like, why is this not doing the link thing that I wanted the link to do to make linky things happen? Yeah, I, I spent hours trying to fix an issue one time on one of my projects. And it's because I put one equal sign instead of two. That's what would drive me nuts. It, you know, it's you have like a thousand lines of code trying to find one equal sign is a pain in the butt. <laughs> Does that sound fun to me at all? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, Jeremy, do you have any other questions? No, no. I actually uh, just got a bunch of stuff I want to look up and research. It made me curious on a few things. So. That's why you caught me thinking, thinking a lot about <laughs> the episode. Like, man, like I need to look at that. I need to try that. <laughs> All right. Well, my well, thank you for coming on with us tonight. I appreciate you chilling with us. Um, is there anything? Oh, I forgot the one thing. Yeah. What is one little nugget you want to give to our listeners before you sign off? A nugget oh. of wisdom. Um, 
I guess if you're if you're wanting to get into content content creation, make sure you're really passionate about whatever you're focusing on. Because uh, the the biggest thing I I learned is if you're not enjoying doing it, you're it's going to show to your audience, and they'll either not come or you won't ever build a base to begin with. So make sure you're passionate about it and can bring that energy to your audience. Perfect. All right. Well, again, thank you for hanging out tonight. Yeah. Thank you all for having me. I I enjoyed it. had a lot of fun. I appreciate it. All right, Jeremy, as we say, thanks to our followers. If you'd like to comment, subscribe, that'd be wonderful. Pass our information along, pass it to your friends give us those stars and give us a comment or two. Tell us how you think about things are going. If you're building something in computer world language that I'm not going to say, um, one of the many options that, you know, my most stated, you know, put it in there as well. We'll have, you know, conversations on that in the future, but thank you again. And Jeremy, what's your favorite vegetable, Alex? Potatoes.